Welcome to the Ascended Self Podcast. I'm Sarah Benson, holistic wellness practitioner, Reiki master, and psychic medium. With me, as usual, is the amazing Brooke Robichaud of Sober Biz Babe. Thanks for joining us. We talk about all things spirituality, mindfulness, and holistic wellness. So if you are starting on your spiritual journey and want to learn all these things, join us every Wednesday to embark on your path to spiritual wellness. Welcome to the Ascended Self Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Benson, holistic wellness practitioner, Reiki master, and psychic medium. I'm here today, as usual, with the amazing Brooke Robichaux, who is not only the producer of the show, but it's a business coach and aspiring graphic designer. Welcome, Brooke. I am so excited for today's topic. Yes, me too. Today we're going to talk about toxic positivity and toxic positivity is kind of one of those new things getting talked about. One of the things that is finally having a light shine on it in um, society, something that people are probably not even aware that they do, something that people might not even be aware is harmful. So let's jump in and talk about toxic positivity. Hell yes. And I can tell you, um, I was definitely, I've I've spent some of my life being a toxic positivity person, especially in new recovery, everything's changing and you feel so good and you're, and you're doing gratitude lists and like in the pink cloud, they call it where everything's like really working out. And, you know, it's so easy to just, when you're feeling good to assume everyone else could just, you know, feel good. And you just have to think positive and you just have to act positive and everything's gonna be okay. But through grief, that uh, was the end depression before grief. I have postpartum depression. It was like a big kick in the pants. And it was like, oh shit, I cannot think my way out of this. Like I have to process these feelings. There's no escape. And then I, that's when I noticed other people's toxic positivity and how that could actually have an effect on somebody. A Go- negative effect, a negative effect. So if you don't know what toxic positivity is, what it is, is the belief that you should feel okay or that others should feel okay under any circumstance. A really good example of that, kind of like what Brooke was just talking about, is somebody's going through a really hard time. Let's say you're going through a really hard time. You have really big negative feelings. And somebody says to you, oh, it's okay. Just focus on something good. Focus on something positive. And trying to get you to look on the bright side. And basically just completely dismissing your feelings with the idea that you should be feeling happy no matter what, which is super unhealthy. Yeah, and it shows up on social media too. You're talk- we were talking about this before the podcast, um, the good vibes only movement. Oh it's- yeah, that's my favorite toxic positivity right there. Good vibes only, where it's just basically, if you're not feeling happy all the time, you can't be a part of this. <laughs> Yeah. And that shows up huge in the like manifestation community. (laughs) So it's all about raising your vibe and having good energy and you're not going to attract what you want if you're feeling down and all that kind of stuff. And I feel like we need to shift away from that a little bit. Um, Sarah, do you want to talk to us about like, what is appropriate with feelings? Like if we're not going to have good vibes all the time, (laughs) what does that look like? Um, in terms of like what we, what we can expect from ourselves being human. Well, basically just that, right? Just that. And, you know, being in the spiritual community too, one thing that I say often, like I'm guilty of this. I'm, I'm breaking my own 
lifetime habit of thinking that things need to be okay all the time, right? It's a trauma response for a lot of people. It was a trauma response for me. But one thing that is said a lot and that I do believe in is everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine losing a loved one or having something really tragic happen, going through a trauma and it's like, well, everything happens for a reason. How completely earth shattering that would feel. However, with what you just asked, I think it's important to look at it like this. Even if everything happens for a reason, whether that's your belief or not, your feelings are valid and your feelings are meant to be felt. I just got these bumps. <laughs> yes. If something bad happens, you're supposed to feel bad feelings. If there's stress going on in your life, you're supposed to feel stress. Having an attitude of like, oh, I need to feel differently than this. What can I do to feel good? It can kind of lead you down a potentially dangerous path. You know, I think we talked about this in our last episode with addiction. It's like, I need to just feel anything else but this. Feeling good. It's like, what makes me feel good? Well, for some people, it's substances. I know you and I talked about it. It's like junk food, <laughs> right? Sometimes like seeking validation, um, complete avoidance. It's not good. So I think what we really want to get across in this episode is how to feel okay, not feeling okay. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference uh, between allowing yourself to feel feelings and feeling them through and then protect perpetuating like negative feeling emotions and, you know, sitting in it, wallowing in it, making it worse. Um, the way that happens usually is when we're fighting it we're like, really don't want to feel this feeling. And so we're fighting it so hard that we're making it worse, right? Um, that we're in it longer, that we go deeper, we dig in more because we're just so unhappy with the fact that we're not feeling okay. Instead of allowing these feelings to flow through us and just be what they are. I know for me personally, <laughs> I do everything to try and fight them or figure out why, why do I feel this way? Something's wrong with me. I should be happy today. I should be feeling better. Things are going okay. But yeah, I've really had to learn to allow myself to feel the feelings and let them just flow through and know that I am going to feel shitty sometimes, especially with grief. I'm going to feel shitty sometimes, but I'm also going to feel good sometimes. <laughs> like there is going to be a balance. And if I'm, uh, if I kind of get out of my own way and just allow myself to feel whatever I'm feeling, it usually passes much quicker. Yeah, it does. And I don't know about you, but somewhere along the line, I was taught most likely indirectly but conditioned to think that if I just slough it off, it's going to go away. Mm -hmm. I just avoid it. It's going to go away. Um, it doesn't. It pops up, you know, later, sometimes years later, sometimes decades later, right? Like, again, we talked about in the last episode, there's stuff, trauma shows up from like at a young age where you're like, no, no, I'm not going to feel this. Shove it down, shove it down, shove it down. I think it's really important also to recognize that Sometimes we do this because we're conditioned to feel guilty for having these feelings. We feel guilty for feeling bad when bad things happen. Maybe it's because we're, you know, ashamed of the, of the circumstances or whatever it may be. Like, I know that let's say you're, you're in a relationship and they're really awful partner and stuff happens and you get out of that relationship and all your friends tell you, never date that guy again, or never be with a person like that again, because ABC, and he feels like some shame around it. And then you get into another relationship and the same pattern happens, right? 
it's kind of like it forces you to act as if you're not feeling bad feelings about it because you're ashamed or you feel guilty because there's expectations. Other people have expectations that you're going to act and feel a certain way. So you tell yourself, I need to act and feel a certain way because they're expecting this of me. Mm-hmm. And that's super unfair. And that's kind of the toxic positivity where if we tell our friends like, oh, just do, do better, feel better, it should be different. We get this idea that our feelings aren't valid and there's shame around that. And then we shut it down. And I, I feel like it's important to say that our friends and family that do this and ourselves when we do this, because I'm sure, <laughs> I know I'm guilty of it. Sarah's already said she's guilty of it, of it as well. Like we don't have bad intentions. You're not trying to be toxic. You're not trying to like harm somebody. You are usually come into a good intentions and want to support someone or you're annoyed and you're trying to blow them off. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, you might have really, really good intentions. It doesn't mean it's not harmful. And that's why I think it's really important that people are talking about this now that we're starting to bring this out into the open. Because unless you're kind of living through someone else's experiences and actually know what they're going through. It's can be very, very harmful to just assume they could get better by, by changing their mindset or, you know, just being positive or whatever it is. Sometimes people really need to feel the feelings or like Sarah said, they're going to pop up later anyway. So unless you're a counselor, <laughs> registered therapist, you know, <laughs> and actually, know this person's situation and what they're going through and have practical tools that will help support them it's best just to like sit with somebody and listen to what they're going through I'm such a freaking fixer like I want to help people so bad it's like (laughs) we do it's so hard to sit with someone who's going through a hard time and not want to like give them solutions and fix it and it it literally I feel it in my body like I want to help them so bad I have to like stop and uh, yeah, so being mindful of that for me has been really, really important. What are, what, how does it show up for you? Like, cause this is conditioned, like you said, it's, it's, we're taught that we need to feel better. We, we shouldn't sit in these feelings. So how do you overcome that? How do I overcome the idea that I need to get over the feelings or how do I overcome and like, or how do I get over the feelings? <laughs> well, like, how do you overcome like this, this, need to fix other people and then like this conditioning that we have that we can't just have feelings well whenever somebody comes to me like a friend whenever a friend comes to me and they've got big stuff going on I say how can I support you how 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 do you need what do you need from me right now how what can I do to support you and that allows that person to let me know how to support them because everybody needs to be supported in different ways most of the time honestly they don't know how to answer that Mm -hmm. and I just say okay well I'm here if you need me I'm here to listen your feelings are valid it's totally normal to feel that way how would you like to be feeling right now that's what I say to my son if my son he tells me how he feels in colors because he's five so in kindergarten they taught him you know like I think green is happy and red is mad and blue is sad and you know stuff like that so he'll be like I'm dark red right now oh boy okay what happened do you want to talk tell me about it no okay well what do you need from me and he'll say a hug or you know I need you to go away (laughs) whatever but yeah I used to say oh well let's go make you feel better 
how can we make you feel better? How can you feel better? Because that's what I used to do to myself for so long. Gosh, I can't tell you the amount of pain and suffering I have gone through with um, certain things in my life where I just convinced myself that I needed to not feel bad about it. You know, like, like dire circumstances. I'm going to spare the details because this is going out to the internet. <laughs> circumstances where I, I should have fallen apart. I, most people may have relapsed. Just brutal stuff where I convinced myself that of some, like, I literally switched up the thoughts in my brain and manipulated myself to feel okay with the circumstances that were not okay. They were not okay. And I still catch myself doing that, which is why I have a therapist. She'll call me out and say, it sounds like you're, you're experiencing some shame with that. It's like, oh crap, I am. <laughs> Thanks for pointing it out because I'm still like having to uncondition the idea that my feelings aren't valid. And I think that's what it really comes down to when we do it to ourselves, the toxic positivity towards ourselves is because somewhere along the way, we were conditioned to feel that our feelings aren't valid. So we need to just act accordingly. Mm. That is so, so true. I think we're probably the worst at this to ourselves. <laughs> it's almost easier to have compassion towards someone else than it is to ourselves because it's like, oh, I, I constantly, I should be doing better than this, especially as I get further into recovery and sobriety and, and healing. I think like there's going to be this magic day where I'm just going to be cured of everything <laughs> and not have to like feel these feelings anymore. No, it doesn't happen. <laughs> No, I know. And I think a lot of it too is to, uh, like, I know, I know for myself, and you may relate to this. And I think we've talked about this before. I can't speak for you, but where I'm at in my life right now is like, okay, so I'm 12 years sober and I'm involved in like a sober community where I have a leadership role in that community. So sometimes I feel like I can't have really bad days and I can't have really bad feelings or big feelings and I can't fall apart and I can't feel like really bad and uncomfortable because um, I want to be accepted. I want to be seen as like this rock, this pillar, this person that, you know, I handle my stuff with grace and, and you know, and I, I deal with my feelings, thinking that dealing with my feelings without actually feeling them is something to be showing you. I don't know. But, you know, it's like, I feel like as a role model, I'm supposed to just have it all together all the time emotionally. And honestly, I don't. I'm human. I'm a human being that has human emotions. Ah. That part. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Um, I just want to go back and touch a little bit on about how to support someone who is going through feelings. Because I this is something that came up huge going through grief. And you just touched on it a bit as well, saying that like sometimes people don't know how they want to be served and how they want to be helped and what they need. And that's so normal if you're going through depression, if you're going through grief, if you're really having a traumatic event that just happened in your life, it's hard to even know what you need or what would make you feel better. Um, what I learned through this program called RAP, it's a wellness recovery action plan. They talked about um, figuring out how you like to serve people, how you like to show up for people. Do you like to cook for people? Do you like to send cards, flowers? Do you like to sit with someone and listen to what they're going through, take them out for a walk, bring them a coffee, whatever it is that makes you feel good serving? Um, find that out. 
find that out, make a list of things that you feel fulfilled when you help other people in that, in that capacity, when you serve in that way, um, write a list of what that is. And when somebody's struggling and they don't know what they need, say, here's what I'm really good at. I can come bring you meals. I can take you out for a walk. I can give you a phone call every day. I can make sure you're taking your medication. Like this is how I can show up for you and serve for you. So if any of these sound like they're going to be helpful for you, let me know. Um, and then that helps them kind of, you know, even if it's a month down the road, be like, I really need meals made or something. Then they'll pick up the phone and be like, I know, I know who can help me with this. That actually made me emotional. That made me emotional because it's so true and it's such a beautiful thing. And it's also sounds very empowering mm -hmm. to know where you can show up for people and how you can show up for people and to be able to say, Hey, these are the things I can do. That's very empowering at the same time that you're helping somebody. You're also filling your cup a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. oh, I gotta wipe the tears. <laughs> and it helps with like compassion fatigue too, because showing up for other people, especially a friend that's been struggling for a long time, can get hard. It can get really, really hard if they're, you know, coming to you all the time and you're forcing yourself to serve them in ways that don't serve you, that make you feel drained, that aren't things that you're naturally enjoy doing. <laughs> it, you can get compassion fatigue very quickly. So I, I found that to be such an amazing tool and I I love it. Yeah, compassion fatigue is a real thing, especially if you're not mindful and aware of your own emotions, right? They can just kind of sweep you away. Like I recently went through a, a huge bout of burnout, uh, working in a helping profession and not keeping my own stuff in check. I had to take care of my kid, take care of my staff, take care of my job, take care of my home. And I stopped taking care of myself. My self-care went right out the window. At the same time, I was doing things like therapy. And so all those feelings that I suppressed and suppressed are coming up to the surface. And I ended up completely burning out and having to take time off work, which allowed me the time and space to kind of focus on this stuff, which is great, and learn where I need to show up for myself. I want to talk about a little thing that happened with me the other day where I saw practicing, acknowledging my emotions really show up. I think it's really important to talk about how we can do that for ourselves because for a long time, I didn't know how. So the other day I was hoping that my, I would be able to see my friend and they did not make this match my effort. And it sounds like a simple thing, but because of my experiences, I got triggered. So what I knew in that moment is that I was feeling not good. I could feel the negative emotions. I could feel a little bit of adrenaline. I was feeling upset, bitter. My mind was telling me like, oh, cut them out, cut them off. Tell them how you feel. Not that that's a bad thing, but tell them how you feel when you're in the heat of the moment might come out the wrong way, right? Like it might come out with an F you instead of I feel this when, right? <laughs> so in that moment, when I was aware that I was having big feelings, I stopped and I sat with myself and I said, okay, what is this about? what are you feeling? And I asked myself, what are you feeling? And it was, I feel rejected. I feel abandoned. I feel unloved. I don't feel like I'm enough. And it was all these things from like the past, you know, all these core, core beliefs that I've been working on. I was like, oh, okay. So it's not even about the thing. It's about this other stuff that these core, negative core beliefs that I'm working on healing and growing from. So then I asked myself, okay, what do you need right now? 
I need to feel safe and I need to feel loved. Okay. So then I just did some things for self-care. You know, I ate some healthy food and I curled up in bed with a blanket and I did not react. I did not text that person how exactly how I feel, you know, and um, I sat with my feelings, my uncomfortable, unhappy feelings. I sat with them and I acknowledged them and I validated them and they passed. They passed without consequence. They passed without having to make amends somewhere. They passed without, um, um, indulging in my comforts, which is something that happens when I have big feelings and I'm so used to shutting them down. It's like, I did not open up the chocolate bars or, or dive into Facebook dating or, you know, I didn't try to get out of it. I stayed with it and it felt really good. It felt really good in the moment. And it felt really good afterwards to look back and go, Hey, I showed up for myself. Ah, that's so good. Um, and if you don't have the tools, cause Sarah's done a lot of work on herself <laughs> and sometimes you're just not there yet. Um, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be afraid to reach out and, and seek out counseling therapy, a coach, somebody that can help move you through these feelings. Um, once you're ready, once you've kind of sat with them, you've allowed them to process and you're ready to stand up again and move forward. If you don't have the tools to do that, there is so much support out there and never be afraid to ask for help. Like, um, another thing with that rap program was like how do you want to be served how do you need help what makes you feel good when um when your days are the best what are you doing like how are you showing up for yourself what kind of activities are you doing that kind of stuff like having a vision board with your joys on there is also very helpful for when you process this feeling you can look at it and be like okay i know going for a walk makes me feel better i'm going to choose that today i'm going to do that for myself you know it's very empowering, but yeah, sitting with a coach a therapist, somebody that can help you walk you through those things as well is so helpful because our brains are our worst freaking enemy, <laughs> just such assholes sometimes. And, uh, like, like Sarah was saying, we're so programmed and conditioned that sometimes we need an outside eyes to help us see, see the forest through the trees. Um, let's talk a little bit about how someone can know if they're being toxically positive, what are some things that show up when people are expressing toxic positivity? Well, there's a lot of things. The first one that comes to mind is, yeah, that whole good vibes only thing, right? Um, posting a lot of really positive memes. Okay, that's one people not might, might not be uh, aware of. But yeah, if you're feeling feelings and you find yourself posting a lot of positive spiritual memes or positive memes, sarcastic memes. That's my thing, right? Like if you broke my heart, I'm going to post sarcastic memes about it. Like passive aggressively. <laughs> I know I'm not the only one that does that because I got those memes somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily do that anymore, but definitely maybe from like last year and before I would have done something, ha, ha, ha. but really I'm feeling hurt, right? Um, I think when you're feeling guilty about feeling bad, mm. when you try to avoid your feelings, when you try to avoid other people's feelings, you know, when you're the one that's saying, oh man, yeah, let it go. It's all good. It's meant to be, get over it. That, you know, that's not helpful. <laughs> Might feel helpful in the moment. It's not super helpful. Um, yeah, feeling like 
like I mentioned before, when you think that it's like stoic to just get over your feelings, when you think like I'm a hero because I didn't, I got through this without feeling bad. That's toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. So those are some really big signs to be mindful of. Um, Hiding your feelings. You know, like if you're not feeling okay and someone's like, hey, how are you? Okay, but let me just be clear on one thing. You're allowed to choose who you talk to your, to who you talk about your feelings to. So if you're like run into someone you don't see very often, don't know very well, and they say, how are you? And you say, oh, I'm fine. That's, that's up to you. But if you're not okay, and like your best friend or your parent or your, your person says, hey, how are you? And you go, oh yeah, I'm, I'm good. But you're not good. That's toxic positivity. It's okay to not be okay. That's, that's the point that we're trying to make today is that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay for your friends to not be okay. It's okay for your kids to not be okay. It's okay for your staff to not be okay. Yeah, I think the huge thing that's come up a lot during this episode that kind of just beams out is like the antidote is to release shame around feelings. <laughs> there is no shame around being a human being with feelings. And so if you're finding yourself shaming others or yourself, um, that's when you know it's toxic, right? And we need to release that. We need to let it go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So basically anytime where negative emotions do or should show up and you're dismissing them, just try to be mindful of how that might affect you and how that may affect the people around you. Okay. So let's talk about where people could come and find you, Sarah, if they want to get some work done. You are a mindset coach. Um, you do spiritual coaching. You have a lot of resources, a lot of tools for people. So if they are listening to this and like, I need to change the way I freaking think because I'm so toxically positive, or I need to know how to deal with the toxic positive people in my life and process these feelings and, you know, move forward. How can people get in touch with you and your services? Yes. Mindset coaching, I think is so important and so useful. It definitely worked for me as I explained, you know, I'm I'm at a place now where um, my primary thoughts are now the work that I've done. So in mindset coaching, what we do is we basically uncover your subconscious ideas about yourself and rewire your brain to have actual factual beliefs about you so that when things come up for you and things are difficult, you can move through them gracefully without pain, and, but by still acknowledging your feelings and getting to know, getting to know who you really are. So to get in touch with me for that or for any other service, you can go to www.ascendedself.com or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok at ascended.self. Okay, before I let you go, I just going to touch on that a bit because mindset coaching, coaching in general, the toxic positivity stuff is rampant. So changing your mindset isn't about believing everything negative can be turned into a positive. It's about allowing yourself to accept the negative stuff about you and, and know that you're not bad because you think this way or shame yourself or get into um, having guilt over it or whatever it is. So, yeah. Yes, absolutely. And just to be really clear, in my mindset coaching program, we are going to uncover your negative core beliefs that were created about you through your experiences and conditioning. And we're going to have a conversation with who you are now and talk about 
who you want to show up as in your life. And then we're going to help you to rewire your brain to dismiss the negative core beliefs that were put on you or that you put on yourself and become the person that you're meant to be. No matter how that feels, we're validating all the feelings, (laughs) but we're definitely getting away from the conditioned subconscious mind that I'm not enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. All those things that are holding you back from living your best life and being your best self. Amazing. Well, we will see you all here next week. All vibes are welcome. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Brooke.